Welcome to another place in time Where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive Hello everybody and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host Rob Riches. And I'm your other host Cheryl Riches. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. That's good. Yeah. How was your week? It was okay. Just it, I, it was kind of uneventful, I guess. Well, we went and saw friends last night, but other than that, it was kind of uneventful. I think our garbage cans had a more eventful week than we did. <laughs> our garbage cans got taken by the garbage people, held hostage, <laughs> taken back to the depot. My wife got up and called the county, or called the garbage place, and got a snippy little girl that said, no, we don't take those. We never do that. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't do that. Called several other places, got a hold of the county, and then the garbage company called us back and told them that they had them. And that they'd be dropped off by the end of the day. They said that they were depoted. I don't know what that means. I have no idea why they would have taken them. Plus, we have two different trucks, one for recycling and one for garbage, and it was all taken. So my theory is that Rob is being investigated for murder and the CSI or whatever the, I, whatever that unit is was going through our garbage to see what kind of evidence they could have pulled out. They'll never catch me. <laughs> never. And I have an extra little knife in my bedside table for the moment. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing with them. Took no. them for a nice little trip, though. Yeah. And they didn't wash them when they bring them back either. No, they could at least hose them down. Yeah, it was very strange. The whole thing was very strange. My week kind of sucked. Yes, it did because of work. Yes. Yes. We won't get into it, but yeah, it was, uh, I feel very ignorant. You feel ignorant? Oh, I felt it was ignorant. It was ignorant. It was And uh, we'll go through the chains and see what happens, but I think that's... Uh, that's where we're going to leave it, so I'm a little kind angry. Of, kind of par for the course around there. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't have work, and I'm thankful I have a job, and, and for the most part, it's good. But And for the most part, I don't ask for a whole lot. I just kind of go in and do my job, help my team members, whatever. Right. But when it comes time for a little recognition, I expect a little recognition. And yeah, I'm not saying that, that, and that I'm, I'm – and by no means am I – I should be a superstar – no, just like, I, good, you're doing your job. Congratulations. Right. And you don't get that. So, yeah. I mean, why put in any more effort if you're not going to get recognized for it? You might right. as well just well, go in and write down. since you do go above and beyond in a lot of different ways. And anyways. Anyways, it doesn't matter. What matters the most is I have uh, really good team members uh, that actually help support the podcast. I've met a lot of good friends through there. And at the end of the day management is what management is and uh i'll just continue on for the next few years retire and then i'll try to get 33 years out of them and then we'll like travel the world and do podcasts <laughs> <laughs> so when you start here and our, our teeth, <laughs> we'll do something anyways anyways so yes a little pissy about that aggravated me right near the end of the week but we shall move on our heads shall raise high yes Still need a paycheck, didn't win the lottery, so got to go do something. Right. We lost an extended member of the family. We lost poor Jewel. Yes, uh, friends of ours, you've heard us talk about Leah. She's the um, girl that can't start fires. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about doing not another podcast called uh, Life with Leah because it, <laughs> I think it would go over very well. I think, yeah. I think it could. It yeah. would, it'd be very exciting to watch yeah. her um, achievements in life. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, we lost poor um, Jewel. She was a very special dog. and Yeah, she was special. I was hung out with our dogs all the time. We yeah. have dogs you guys don't know, and she was over. So, yes, um, animals become very much part of your family and extended family. And yeah. it's sad what happened to her. Uh, by no means uh, did, is there anything anybody could have done, and there's no more that Leah and oh, her husband could have done. I mean, they so bent over backwards. So, so good for them for being able to do that and doing that. And unfortunately, uh, yes. Um, she's had to move on. Across the Rainbow Bridge. If there is such a place. True. <laughs> Maybe she's being reincarnated. Maybe she's coming back as a bird and she's going to poop on us. Well. 
<laughs> that's something, I guess. There you go. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> that's true. There's so many choices out there. <laughs> so other than that, you're good to go. You got a story? I do. What kind of story? I have a survival story. Whoa. Like <laughs> that's <There's>... crazy. <laughs> wow. Way out there. Where did I ever come up with that? I don't know. <laughs> Probably from me. Oh, come off it. <laughs> I already told you I have to maintain most of this podcast. Uh -huh. I got to carry the weight. Yeah, okay. Drag it into this. <laughs> That's so untrue. <laughs> you got a drink? I do, in fact, have a drink. Do you have a story? I have two stories. And then let her rip, potato chip. Let's okay. see what you got. The first one I'm going to talk about is Truman Everts. This is kind of like a little Yellowstone theme that I've got going on this week. Like he followed it to the Wizard of Oz? Yellowstone? Like National Park? Oh, I thought you were talking about Yellowstone, like brick Yellowstone. Oh my god. <laughs> Only you would put that together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. In 1870, Yellowstone National Park wasn't even a park yet. It didn't get established until 1872. What was it before that? A metropolis? I think it was just a woods. Oh. Or mountains or whatever. So pretty much what it is now? Correct. Without okay. a name. Without a name. <laughs> Correct. So just a nameless field. Yes. Um, anyways, there was an expedition going right into the heart of the park because they wanted to name things and put things on a map. For many, including 54-year-old Truman Everts, it was a chance of a lifetime. Truman was a former tax assessor for the territory of Montana. Interesting. He had such an exciting life. He was also very nearsighted. He had like terrible vision. Are you going to really skim right over top of that last part? What's that? Tax for Montana. Right. Oh, tax assessor. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to get into the taxes in Montana. Oh, I'm going to get into that. <laughs> so we were on a bike trip. <laughs> And we I were think, going through Yellowstone Park. I feel like Park. we told this story already. Well, I'm telling it again. <laughs> all right. Just for the new viewers that might have skimmed <laughs> yeah. over it. We go over Beartooth Pass. We come down into Montana. My butt's a little sore. And we go in and they got some biker stuff on there. And this one place has got uh, the lamb skins that you can put on your, your bike. And they're supposed to help with your uh, the breathing and any kind of rash, whatever. And we've been on the bikes for two weeks now. So my wife goes in and, she, and we're talking about it. I'm like, I don't know if we want to spend that much. And then we got to maintain it and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So she goes up to the guy and she's like, what if I pay you cash for this? Uh, no taxes on it. And the guy's like, all right. So she pays for it. <laughs> and then he goes, by the way, there's no taxes in Montana. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> so if you have heard that yeah. again, it's yeah. still funny. The he, second And time. then he laughed at me. And then I felt like, whatever, he already had my money. But. It was, it was rude. Okay, getting back. It was funny as shit is what it was. <laughs> getting back to Truman Everts here. Uh, I guess maybe he needed a little bit more excitement in his life. Well, yeah, but... there's no taxes in Montana. <laughs> right, <laughs> he needed to do something. Right, he had to do something. So this, he thought, this is just the thing I need in my life. The articles that I read said that few people had been to this mostly unchartered and unknown land. Although we all know that's not true, right? There are at least 10 tribes of indigenous people that were known to live within that park. In fact, most of the trails that are through the, throughout that park right now, it's believed that they're relics of indigenous corridors dating all the way back to the end of the Ice Ages. So these corridors were where they would like walk to each other to trade or where they would walk to their hunting spots or whatever. And now we use them as our hiking trails. But... White people hadn't discovered it, so it was undiscovered. <laughs> it's amazing how that works, eh? <laughs> yeah, but I digress anyways. So Truman decided to join a party of 19 men and 40 horses, and it became kind of an Ernest goes to Yellowstone kind of situation. 19 men and 40 horses? That's what it says. That sounds wrong, but that's what that's, it says. Well, I guess two horses per guy. I guess. I don't know. One for carrying, one now for Now I feel loving. like I should have done some fact-checking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was called the, sorry, it was called the Washburn Langford Doan Expedition. And I feel like. It could have been a smaller name. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure, they could have come up with some kind of anagram or something for the acronym, not anagram. Oh my god! <laughs> what is wrong? I know what you? I mean. They both started with an A. Anyways, I'm glad you know what you mean. I mean, who cares what the audience knows, <laughs> right. right? Truman Everts probably shouldn't have been on this trip. I don't think. First of all, he's almost blind. He's a tax assessor. He. What age did I say? He's 54 years old, and he's going to go out and do this expedition. You didn't mention the almost blind. Holy yeah, I Jesus. said he was very nearsighted. I did say that. You just didn't listen. What? I did say that. You just weren't listening. And I got you to repeat it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they start the trip, and for much of it, they're circling around Yellowstone Lake. Because they can't see, so they're just going in circles? <laughs> Everybody else can. Oh. <laughs> in early September... Uh, what's this guy's name? Truman. Oh my God. Did you read the story at all? Like, what did you do? Just... In, in early September, Truman gets separated from the rest of the group. He didn't get immediately alarmed because in groups this large in the middle of nowhere, these things happen sometimes. So he kept riding in what he thought was the right direction. And he thought he'd meet up with the rest of the group until it got dark. And then he made camp for the night, feeling sure that he would meet up with the expedition in time for breakfast. Absolutely. <laughs> in, in Blind guy in the middle of the woods with yeah. no map, no nothing, because nothing's documented, <laughs> nothing's written down, and yep, should it, be all good. It gets so much better. <laughs> um, in the morning, he got up early and started in riding in what he thought the right direction would be again, but somewhere in the thick timber, he lost his way again, and he made a serious mistake. So he got lost for the second time. And he gets to this particularly difficult area where it would have been really hard for him to ride the horse through. So he gets off of his horse and he lets the reins dangle on the horse and he goes ahead of the horse to try to find a way through. Well, while he's doing that, something spooked his horse. And <laughs> what do you think happened? Uh, the horse took off. The horse took off. But Full then again, speed. it's one of your stories. So maybe he got raped. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He didn't get raped. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The horse took off full speed in the opposite direction, and that was the last he ever saw of his horse. It might have not have been so bad because he still had two working feet, except on Everett's horse was all of his supplies, his blankets, his guns, everything. So let me get this straight. 40 horses. 19 guys, and he only got one. Yeah. With all the lost. supplies and stuff, and he lost that it. That he lost. Yeah. He only had the clothes on his back, a couple of knives. So he had two knives and a small opera glass. So I thought, you're going to ask me what an opera glass is, and I'm going to be like, I don't know. So I looked it up. I think it's either a monocle, which I think is what it is because I saw pictures of him wearing a monocle or like a, one of those tiny sets of binoculars that you wear at the opera. But I think it's a monocle. It's a monocle. And what it's used for when you're out in the wilderness is you can use it almost like a telescope to see forward. Or so he can see generally. <laughs> and you thought I wouldn't know. <laughs> Only because I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> September in Yellowstone country can be a very beautiful time of the year, but not so much for Truman. Snow, wind, and rain tormented him. In September, really? In September, wow. yeah. Instead of going back toward Yellowstone Lake to possibly meet back up with his party, he initially set off south and ended up on the shores of Hart Lake. He found some thermal springs and lay down beside them, which prevented hypothermia. To be fair... At one point, he fell into a geyser, and it didn't kill him, so maybe that's where he got the, the idea. Wait a minute, it's kind of warm in here. I won't die. Except for, didn't I do a Darwin story about <laughs> yeah. a guy that fell into one that was full of acid? Yeah, but I, this one, he, he got lucky. It was just more like a hot tub, I guess. Oh, good. Yeah. He ate a few things, such as small birds that made the mistake of seeking shelter from a mean storm under the same tree as him while he was starving. Okay, remember, this guy is not Hugh Glass. He is not like the, the mountain man. He is a tax assessor. So somewhere along the line, he lost both of his knives. <laughs> I read this thing on Reddit where the guy was like, 
oh, maybe his horse was running away. So he threw the knives at him because he was so angry while it was running away. Not likely, but it's still a good story. <laughs> when you're out in the wilderness, you know, you've lost your horse. You still have your knives. At least you can use your <laughs> knives for hunting, starting right. a fire, you know, protection. Yeah. How do you lose that? <laughs> I don't know. And I, I really hope he lost both of them at the same time. Because if he lost one knife and then didn't, like, super treasure that last knife but lost that one again separately. I really hope that he lost them both at the same time. It makes more sense, right? Oh, nothing in this story makes sense. <laughs> um, but he did manage to do a few clever things. He made a knife from a buckle because he didn't have a knife, so he had to make one. So he took a belt buckle and he made a, a knife out of it. He also made a fish hook from a pin and he used his opera glass to start a fire. Unfortunately, he also started a huge forest fire and burnt off a bunch of his hair. <laughs> yeah. At what point in time, you know, I do the Darwin stories, right? <laughs> I know. I, as I was reading this, I was like, how is this a survival story? Like, somebody upstairs was like, watch this shit. <laughs> we're bored. <laughs> so we're going to flip on Earth season two. <laughs> okay. So, if he had headed back to Yellowstone Lake in the first place, this wouldn't have been much of a story because the expedition party waited around for a while for him there, and when he didn't show up, they were like, all right, well, let's start a search party, and they set off in different directions looking for him. At one point, Langford, he was one of the, really, one of the names in that really long expedition name, and another man rode almost to the shore of Hart Lake, where Everett was laying in some warm ground next to a hot spring, but turned back, failing to find him. They did, however, find Everett's horse. So that's good. The horse lived. The horse was good. They found the horse before they found him. Well, the horse was like... I'm going back to the lake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm smarter than this guy. See ya. <laughs> uh, news got back to his friends in Montana and the friends put out word that there would be a $600 reward for anybody that found him. For well, that was nice. At least he has friends trying to help. Right. We'll get back to that. Oh, boy. <laughs> for 37 days, Everett's main staple was the root of a thistle. That thistle is now named after him and called Everett's thistle. <laughs> or some people know it as elk's thistle, but... What did that do? It kept him alive. He ate it oh. for 37 days. Um, this kept him going as he walked, crawled, and struggled his way around the Yellowstone Lake and down the Yellowstone River. Okay, so these two guys hear about this $600 reward, John Baronet and George A. Pritchett. And they're like, well, I could use 600 bucks, right? So they set off in search of this missing man on October. And on October 16th, more than 50 miles from where Everts had first become lost, they spied what they thought was a wounded bear. <laughs> so he's only 50 miles away from where he first started. <laughs> yes. And he's been gone for almost 40 days. Yes. Yes. Uh, on closer inspection, they realized it was Everts, delirious and crawling on his knees and elbows. His clothing was in shreds. He had no shoes, and the so he lost his shoes somehow, too. <laughs> What is wrong with this guy? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder why this is an incredible survival story. <laughs> and his balls of his frostbitten feet were, were worn to the bone. He weighed 55 pounds when Holy they found crap. him. Yes. Can, I don't even know how that's possible. Like, you'd think that your organs would weigh more than that. But that's what he weighed. Maybe he wasn't a very tall man. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Back then, this is a huge story, right? So everybody's talking about it. It's in the media, whatever their media form was at that point. And Truman got a lot of publicity. So what do you do with a guy that's lost in the woods, that got lost in the woods, he lost his knives, he lost his shoes, and all of his other equipment, and then set the whole place on fire? Oh, you make him a guide. You make him a tour guide. You offer him a job, of I course. fucking do it. <laughs> he was offered the first... Uh, the job of the first superintendent of the new park in 1872. He turned the job down. Well, good for him. Yeah. Saying not because he didn't think he was qualified. He wanted the job. He said that he wanted it very much, but he couldn't take it because there was no salary for the position. 
Um, he was informed that his friends had offered a $600 reward for his reco recovery, but they weren't offering their own money. They were offering Everett's money. <laughs> Everett refused to pay it, claiming he could have made it out of the wilderness on his own. <laughs> I don't think he could have. I don't think he could have. <laughs> when Henry Washburn decided to name a peak near Mammoth Hot Springs after Everett's in the mistaken belief this was where the rescue took place. It actually took place near Blacktail Deer Creek. Everett's ejected, saying he, prefer he preferred to be memorialized at a more majestic peak. He had climbed at the south arm of Yellowstone Lake, now known as Mount Sheridan. He petitioned for the name changed, only to be denied. So he was like, he wasn't like, oh, that's so sweet. You guys are naming a peak after me. He's like, that I don't want that peak. I want this more prestigious peak over here to be named after me. And they're like, nope. <laughs> I don't even want to say anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I really, like, <laughs> wow. I wonder why he's 55 pounds. He didn't have a brain. Well, maybe that's where all of the, the weight came from. No brain. Okay. This part makes me a little angry. Uh-oh. Uh, he, he got raped? <laughs> no, but... Oh. He may as well have been the rapey, raper. I don't know. Everett later moved from Montana and fathered a child when he was in his 70s. He married a girl who was 14 years old when he was in his mid-60s. It's disgusting, dirty old man. But back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. He lived until 1901, dying in Maryland at the age of 85. And that is the story of Truman Everts. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's that. I do have another small story for you because I wasn't sure if I was going to meet my time. Well, no, yeah, and you're going to have to have me carry the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> but I stuck with the Yellowstone theme. This is a this is a we don't deserve dogs kind of story. Oh, like uh, the long journey home? No. Oh, no. we're still we're. It's April of 2007, and this story is about Timothy Henderson. Timothy was 33 years old, and he lived, I'm not sure if he lived, like, in the park. Can people live in the park? I think in certain sections they can. I'm not yeah, so sure. I'm I think not... it's something like Algonquin, where there, like, there, there was some land there that you owned. Right. And it got encompassed in it, your, your family, but you couldn't sell it, I right. think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I think he either lived. If I was doing this story, I would have done research and found out from you. <laughs> It didn't say his actual like hometown anywhere. I think he kind of tried to keep that uh, private. I don't know. But anyways, he's either in the park or bordering the park. And he's uh, in eastern Idaho. At dusk one evening, he steps out of his house to look for his dog, a Pyrenees named Ladybug. Isn't that a cute name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, Ladybug. <laughs> He could hear Ladybug running, and then he spotted her 50 feet away being chased by what he estimated to be a 350-pound grizzly bear. So he panics. He turns, and he starts running towards his house, and he got about two steps when the bear pushes him down to the ground. Huh? Yeah, the bear got him. He only got about two steps from where he started running until the bear pushed him down to the ground. Oh, okay. Why? Why are you saying huh? Well, just because when you you said he saw the dog running towards him, then he turned to go in the house. The next thing you know, he's on the ground with a grizzly bear. Yeah, bears are fast. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. He said the bear grabbed him by the head and shook him like a rag doll, and it ended up tearing the skin off of his scalp. <laughs> Can you... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, ow. Uh, Timothy rolled into a ball to protect himself, and the bear finally left. The whole time his dog is beside him and the dog's barking, barking and barking, right? Trying to scare the bear away. Um, maybe the dog's name should have been Hugh Glass. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, the bear leaves and Timothy is obviously injured and he, he gets up because he needs to go to the house and get his injuries taken care of. That's a mistake. He didn't wait long enough and the bear saw him get up, turn around and charged him again. So he rolled onto the ground a second time. He, he dropped to the ground a second time and rolled into a ball before the bear bit him and flopped him around some more. And after the bear left, he disappeared into the woods. Henderson remained still for several minutes while Ladybug continued to bark. I guess he learned his lesson the first time. 
Well, yeah, usually when a bear comes back and beats you up the second time. You... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that's what happened to Hugh Glass, too. I wonder if that's, like, something that if you get attacked by a bear, like, don't freaking move for 10 minutes. Well, hopefully I never find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after the bear left and disappeared into the woods, uh, the dog, I think I said that already. Anyways. The dog kept barking and barking yeah, at him? Yeah, you yeah, said that. Yeah. Um, after what seemed like a long time, he said he began crawling back toward the house with Ladybug walking slowly beside him. So the entire time the dog's beside him trying to protect him and still barking. I like to imagine that do- the dog was like, and stay gone. <laughs> or you can do it. Keep yeah. crawling. You can do it. Yeah. Henderson said she was distracting, trying to keep the bear away. When he got back to the house, he stood up and he'd only been gone for 15 minutes. He thought it felt like a lot longer, but it, the whole thing, the whole ordeal had only been 15 minutes. Wow. It's amazing how fast that stuff can happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and his wife answers the door like, I just saw you 15 minutes ago and now you're like bleeding everywhere. You look like you're going to die. Like, oh, his wife actually yes. came to the door and helped him, eh? <laughs> yes. I would have come to the door. Hmm. Yeah. You didn't answer the phone. Um, his wife, Jenny, heard Ladybug barking and opened the door to find her husband bleeding. She called for help and an ambulance arrived in 15 minutes. And Henderson was later flown to an eastern Idaho medical center in Idaho Falls. He had grooves in his skull from the bear's teeth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so gross. How do you fix that shit? I don't you think just... you do. I think your bone will like grow itself back because that's what bones do. But yeah, <laughs> that's bad, right? You know, just get like some drywall or silly putty and fill <laughs> <Yeah>. it in. <laughs> he had large gashes from his shoulder and down his back to his buttocks. Officials say that the bear was feeding on a dead moose that was about 50 yards from Henderson's house. Despite his injuries, Henderson, he would rather that the bear be relocated than killed. He said that he didn't think that the bear was trying to kill him. And he was kind of in its territory. Like Henderson was really kind of cool about the whole situation, not kill that bear kind of thing, right? Well, I think a lot of people forget. I mean, yeah, it's got to be scary and obviously and stuff like that. But a lot of times we're walking into their territory. Right, exactly. We're, yeah, we are in their territory. So anyways, Timothy believes that Ladybug saved his life and is he's lucky to have survived the ordeal. Officials with the Idaho Fish and Game Departments, as well as the Teton County Sheriff's Department, set traps for the bear starting the day after the attack. And they caught it. And it sat in a snare for the entire night, bellowing and wailing. And then they showed up the next day and they shot it. Oh, that's awesome. Right? God, that makes me angry. He was a 15-year-old male and they sent him to a taxidermist to be used for educational purposes. So that is the story of Timothy Henderson and the demise of a 15-year-old bear who was just doing his thing. Which, I mean, I guess he attacked a person. I, and it's lucky that it was him and not a child and all of that stuff. But they live in bear country, right? Like, Yeah. Even when we went up to, you know, the camping the one time with the bear, I mean, they just shoot it away with a paint gun, right? Yeah. They just, I don't know. They're hungry. Like they're looking. They like, live near Yellowstone. They could have relocated it to the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Anyways, that's my thoughts. Yes. It's sad. It's sad when it's animals. I mean, I get if it's coming into the town or something and or, or it's got a disease or something, yeah. but if you're out in the woods and it's feeding on a moose and your dog... I yeah, mean, well, that's probably what happened. The dog, he probably thought, well, the dog's trying to get my food, so... Yeah, and he <clears> saw somebody else there and just yeah. thought there's coming after his food, right? Like, it's yeah. not... Anyways. Yeah, some of the decisions we make, I don't know. That's yeah. why I think we're more of a cancer on this planet than... Uh, True story. Anything else, but... At least we have an expiry date, so we aren't going to be around screwed up for too long. Yeah, true story. So I guess that means it's my turn now. It is your turn. So this is the part where everybody waits for, right? No, that that part's done. No, well, it's they- not true. Everybody closes their ears and goes, "Oh, they're going to get raped or murdered." <laughs> Are you kidding? That's what people come for. There, mm-hmm. there was no murders. There was no rapes. They're it, like, yeah, this is a very calm one. So it's it, very yeah. good. So we actually, we'll probably get 72 listens this week. <laughs> I sure hope so. Because most people get like to the front, like, ooh, and they just quit listening. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. However. <laughs> however what? However, we're going to listen to the second 
favorite part of the podcast now, your stories. Oh, I think the dad joke comes at the end. Oh. <laughs> Carrying on with your Johnny stories now. Who's Is Johnny? It? She said, <laughs> smiled Ooh, in her Name that way. movie. So, experts estimate that 45 million Americans go on a diet. Go on a diet when? Like every year? Yep. That's a lot of people. Yep. And half of them turn out to be fad diets. A poll was done to better understand this, and it worked out that the average individual will end up trying a total of 126 different fad diets throughout their life. That's a friggin' lot of number. Uh, 126. Like, okay, so you don't, you're not going to diet until you're at least. 10 and that's even so if you're 50 that means two diets roughly a year that's yeah so obviously you're not trying it when you're 10 or whatever but i'm just saying if you if you you live to if you live to your 70 and you take the last 10 years off because you're probably not going to care when you're 60 or whatever and you take the first 10 years off because yeah that's true right it's only about two three diets a year i guess and i guess when you get into your teenage years or whatever you're probably doing four or five different things yeah and you're super impressionable and you'll believe all of the bs that people are trying so it's not really that much if you start breaking it down i guess but it also found that even if you weren't trying a whole bunch of fad diets that uh most times that 40 percent of the population is on a diet at all times that's insane yeah this is what society has done to us though right we all yeah. think now it's starting to change a little bit if, I mean, if you get out there you're starting to see the the positive bodies and you're not doing all this stuff like you know what i mean like their dove's got a really good one on there for girls yeah. and stuff and yeah yeah it's and, true uh, stuff. so it's starting people to come are, around people are becoming a lot more accepting yeah but well it's even now like i, I just look down the street and i think because i i was a heavier set kid i'm still a heavier set guy back in the day like you know you you would never be with the prom queen type thing, right? right? Yeah. In our in our generation, that's not how it would work or anything yeah. like that, right? And now, people seem to be getting together because of you know what because I mean, because of like, personalities yeah, and personalities. things that are important. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. a little less um, superficial, I guess. Right. However, here's some more scary facts. The majority, ninety five percent of these diets, are only temporary, temporarily effective because most people that go on them gain the weight back that they lost usually in one to five years max yeah all the weights back well that's what they like everybody says that but nobody believes it when they're in the we're in there when they're in their moment and they're taking those diet pills or whatever the next magic thing is nobody believes it well they said this works this is a miracle yeah. or they just go you know what then uh five years is still better being five yep. years of that's true of lighter than it was right so but anyways, yeah, the yo-yo diets and all that. Now, the reason for this is because about 52% of the people stated that they were confused about their diets. So, and even more confused when it comes to which ones are sustainable. One-fifth of the people were not sure where to go to get accurate information. Now, I'm no expert. Right. Obviously. Um, but I find that if you go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Order a Big Mac combo. Uh-huh. And ask for the nutrition guide. Yeah. Then you can read it while you eat your Big Mac combo. <laughs> you can read the nutrition guide and make your fries even saltier with your tears. Oh my God, this has six thousand calories. No, no. <laughs> well, you see, you're, you're you're always turning a positive into a negative. Now I can go in there and have my combo, and then go, Oh my God, look at all these calories. And- this is the last time I'm going to taste a Big Mac. So you eat it nice and slow. You enjoy oh. it. But you now you know savor the nutri- that last thing. Right. Mac. And now you know oh, the nutritional facts. I gotcha. And then you okay. move on to Burger King, you move on to A and W Subway and get all this information. All of the chains. And you all get of to try music. all of it. And you know it's the last time you get to savor it. You know, go get your pizza and all that stuff. And, and then you stuff. just like pray for a new chain to open of some new store. <laughs> because you've gone through all the rest, right? Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's I'm just a thing I would suggest doing. Okay. And then you're informed. <laughs> all right. So all it's right. like a win-win, yeah. right? Okay. I gotcha. Now, think about everything I just told you. Not the stuff I just told you about the McDonald's, but all the other stuff, right? Right. All the diets and stuff like that. 95% of fad diets will fail, right? Yeah. I told you that. 52% of people are confused by how to be successful on their on their chosen diet. Yet, and this is American only, because I like 
this is this is Americans only. I did find some stuff about Australia and UK, but Americans only because that's kind of closer to us and blah blah blah. Uh, Americans alone spend thirty three billion dollars. Holy crap! On products and items that are supposed to help you lose weight a year. That's thirty three billion. That's ridiculous. And that's only the USA. Like. Yeah. I know the U. They got, but I mean, could you imagine if you put Canada in there? Like, I'm yeah. sure Canada's got to be getting up there too, right? We pretty much follow somebody's, everything the states. Somebody does. is getting rich off of this, like all of this misinformation, yeah. right? I wonder how many billions of dollars are spent on vegetables. Probably none. <laughs> some, some billions, but not 33. I bet. Yeah, but that's <laughs> a lot of money and a lot of time. You know, what I mean, a lot of effort put into something that is that is going to fail according to stats, right? right? Yeah. That's the other thing, right? You look at the money, thirty-three billion dollars put into all this stuff, and then people goes, "Wow, you can't afford vegetables anymore because they're so expensive." Maybe if you didn't buy the diet pills and you ate, bought the vegetables, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe you could do it, right? But it is, it is kind of uh, alarming. Like, uh, well, for instance, we did groceries today, and I was looking at stuff when we grabbed groceries to to get a bag of frozen fruit. Yeah, all you know, I mean, it's five bucks. More, or, more. Well, but yeah, yeah but just, it was on sale today for yeah. five bucks. It's <laughs> yeah. normally six something. Um, but I could buy a whole box of um, butter tarts for five dollars right. and have eight yeah. of them. Yep. You know what I mean? Or I could buy a big thing of, of donuts for two ninety nine, yeah. or I could buy a bag of cookies for a buck ninety nine. Yeah, yeah that it's it's true. But, a, but it's... a pound of apples, you know what I mean? It was you know what I mean? Oh, we got yeah. the apples cost us what well six dollars or something like that for yeah. a four pound bag. Like yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. However, my next Darwin Award has figured out how to lose weight and to keep it off. Oh, do tell. So you're ready? I this am. is the diet. This is what you and I are going to try. Okay. Are you ready? All right. I'm listening. Okay. So back in 2011, in her home country of Switzerland, I mean, it's Switzerland. If you can lose weight in Switzerland where they create chocolate and cheese, yeah, you know, it's got to work. Aren't all Switzerland people beautiful and... Exactly. <laughs> so you got to use this diet, right? This is probably what they're doing. <laughs> Our hero began her, her adventure to enlightenment. Okay. See what I do there? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's lighter. So you see it? Enlightenment? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't get that at all. I did get it. She had watched a documentary on an Indian guru that stated he had lived for on nothing but sunlight for 70 years. Bullshit. <laughs> so our Johnny made a decision that if he could do it for 70 years, that was a diet for her. They, she just... When okay, this guy lived for 70 years. No, she watched the whole documentary. Who did that documentary? I don't know. The documentary <laughs> could be fake, or maybe it's not, you know, maybe it stretched the truth a little, but nope. No, actually, I don't think it was. It, it's 70 years, nothing but sunlight. That's what I'm going. Oh with. my God. I mean, it's not like there's actual science out there to tell us that the body needs food. Right. Like people don't die of starvation every single day. Uh, maybe the people that are in darkness. <laughs> So the people that are starving in Africa where it's like sunshine beating on you all day, what about them? Maybe their parents keep them in a hut and that's why they're starving. <laughs> oh. So they just Maybe they to, haven't touched to, into their faith. Maybe they need to, to, they to have go to, on a, a, a spiritual journey through oh, meditation. So if they just did that. So they could they, bond with the, with the, with the sun Imagine God. how much better the world will be when we can all just live on sunlight. Yeah. Be so much better. Think of all the pollution. Yes. So it'll be gone. All the yes. farming. We won't have to eat cows. You'd be right. happy. I would be happy. See? <laughs> so anyways, back to Johnny. All Johnny right. started the new path. And after a few days, she found that she should probably add water. Do you think? She wasn't even drinking water? Nothing but sunlight. Did you not hear my first part? Oh, you can die so fast not drinking water. Well, she... That's so concerning. She was smart <laughs> enough to add water. So All right. Okay. She added water to her diet and then continued on with the water and the sun. So she was growing just like a plant. Oh, my God. So right? for the first how many days, did you say? Just as a few days. First few days, she's baking in the sun, dehydrating herself. Right. And not drinking water. Right. So basically, just like one of our plants that you try to grow. <laughs> Just sitting in the sun with no water. 
<laughs> that never works out well for my plants. No, it I'm doesn't. just saying. <laughs> right. So when you add water, what happens? <laughs> they live. That's right. So she added water All right. and sunlight. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> and a few weeks later, she was found in her apartment so much lighter, so much thinner. Thinner. Yes, and dead. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. No, but then those documentary people, like, I hope they feel ashamed of themselves. I don't know. But now, I shouldn't have to say this, but I feel obligated. Eat. <laughs> don't try this diet. Eat, okay? If you stop eating, well, here's what happens. If you stop here eating like our hero did, your body will start to shut down major organs. Right. And then it will actually start to... Um, start digesting itself oh, to try to keep nutrients to go. Oh no. So that's yeah. Gross. Like, I don't even know how much pain she, she must've been that, in. It, it must, it, like, like, I don't, I, like oh, how do you ignore that? I can't even think about how bad that would be. That's awful. And if you feel you want or need to lose weight, go see your doctor or a nutritionist yeah. Or, yeah. or a professional or yeah. someone to get guidance Somebody to help you reach your goals. Somebody what they're talking about, not like, yeah, like just some steroid freak on TV. Yeah. Like don't, <laughs> Don't go out. Like, you know, I, I worry, especially young girls. You know, they get the um, what is that? Um, bulimic or um, anorexia. Anorexia. Well, that's basically what this girl had was anorexia, but because she thought she was going to live on sunshine. Well, I know, <laughs> but it's just like most of you guys are all beautiful the way you are. You're mm -hmm. all made individuals, and the only reason why you have it in your head that you're not is because you're involved with toxic, toxic people. Toxic media and media and everything yep. like that so you have to and i know it's hard and you, you got your TikTok out there and you got all this shit out there just ignore it like i'm yeah. starting to see some of the body shaming disappear starting yeah. to see that kind it of is stuff good. it is slowly getting better it's way better than when we were in high oh, school for sure but again everybody is beautiful in their own little way yes except for our cat our cat is mean <laughs> and i only say that because he was trying to bite me a couple seconds ago he's gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> so Anyways, on to our next hero. All right, Johnny number two. Johnny. Who's Johnny? <laughs> okay. So how many times have you and I gone out and you find some animal to bring home? I don't do that. Well. Liar. I mean, I hardly do that. Raccoons, <laughs> snakes, cats. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> they need saving <laughs> and how many times do you get out of the truck to help or go explore what's going on with another animal if you see it out there well you have to keep life interesting <laughs> mm -hmm. are you are you referring to the rattlesnake in tennessee no <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then what are you referring to uh, I'm talking about the time when we're in PEI and a bunch of foxes were out on the road and you decided to hop out of the truck, grab some food and started feeding them okay, the entire time. No, no, no. The entire time I'm wondering, how am I going to explain to your parents how you were mauled and eaten to death by a bunch of foxes and I just let you go and do it? How many people do you know that have hand fed foxes? How many people? One. One, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. There you go. It's, I'm sure there's more out there that have done it in a controlled way. They just hop out while five foxes are running across the It road. was an incredible experience, and I don't even care if people are like, don't feed wild animals. It's done. I did it, and I liked it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. Then there was the time with the skunk. Oh, that was a cute little skunk. We're coming home from work. <laughs> we get done at like three in the morning. We're coming down a back way um, to our house, and there's this skunk out there, and he's got his head stuck in one of those like Tim Hortons plastic um, ice cap cups or whatever with a small. Just a tiny little narrow opening. Yeah, so it looks like he's probably in there trying to lick off the stuff yeah. inside and of it. And then he couldn't get his head, head out. <laughs> Poor little Kai. So Cheryl jumped out of the truck. Like I stopped. I didn't just, she didn't just <laughs> jump out. She stopped. Uh, she then she ran over to the skunk, grabbed onto the plastic thing, and tried several times to try to get it to come out and yeah. stuff like that. And then finally, out comes the <laughs> the head, 
and both her and the skunk stare at each other. And I'm like, oh like, shit! It was like the it's longest, going down. It's the longest moment of my life. It's going Just down. She's getting sprayed. Down the skunk. And then all of a sudden, so yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's backing up slowly, and the skunk's backing up, and then he like. He he turned it around. He's like gone. He ran yeah. back towards the, like, oh, the woods God. and stuff. And she was like, "Yep." <laughs> then there was in Tennessee. So there was a rattlesnake in Tennessee. I forgot that was the one that was underneath that. Yeah, yeah, because I could hear it. It sounded like a little chipmunk or something. I could hear it, but I was really I was actually on an adventure looking for the rattlesnakes. Right. Or the copper. Yeah, we were out there yeah. looking for copper yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. We found the big rattlesnake. Yeah, he was cool. Right, but. This was the rat snake that was across the road. Right. Remember, there was that big one across yes. the road. And again, you made me stop. This thing had to be probably four feet long. He was big and he yeah. was healthy. Like he was his like glistening scales in the sun kind of healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was yeah. basking in the sun yeah. and, and the warmth of the pavement. And once again, stop. So I blocked traffic. Okay. Like I, again, I'm a dumb Canadian in, in the States, <laughs> right? Blocking traffic. And, uh, Cheryl runs out, grabs some sticks, grabs the snake, gets the snake up off the road <laughs> yeah. so he doesn't get ran over by anybody. Well, because somebody would have run him over because people are idiots. Yeah, Mr. Snake slithered away, <laughs> did not become squashed by any cars. <sighs> <laughs> so why am I telling you all this? No, I don't know why. Because it leads right into our own next winner of awards, our champion of chumps. Oh, good. Well, our hero Johnny took off on what I'm going to call a reptile road trip. <laughs> okay. Now, even though many people still fall victim to venomous snake bites, people still mess with them, and I don't get it. No, I don't. So right now, um, there is a bizarre Indian trend right now going on of you have to try to get a selfie with a wild cobra. A wild cobra, not even yes. like the ones that people are like bopping on the head. And... No, it's a wild cobra. <laughs> you go out there, you go and if you go and look at it on like if you Google it online, whatever you can see, and they got a like there's cobras they found in trees and they stand behind it and have their hand out and the cobra does that whole thing How where it stands up. How common and... are cobras in India? First of all, I don't know. I've never <laughs> been, and now I don't really want to because I think cobras are very common. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't sound smart. No. And then there was a, a Florida man that thought it would be cool to kiss a deadly water moccasin snake. Nope. That's not smart either. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. They're almost like be hopping out with wild foxes, right? <laughs> not knowing if they have rabies or if they're going to bite you or attack you or whatever, right? So anyways, he wound up in the hospital with his face all swollen up like a marshmallow. And he was partially paralyzed on the one side. Oh, damn. But all of these guys seem like geniuses compared to what our Johnny did. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait to hear. So Johnny lived in Malaysia. Okay. And he was on his way home from work. He's cruising along on his motorcycle. And it must be nice because it was January, so it must be warm there. Oh. January 2018, and he's cruising on his motorcycle. Well. So jealous. Is, so yeah. jealous. I'm jealous, too. So, And on his way home doing that, he saw an 11-foot python. Wow, that's a big snake. Yeah. So Johnny passed it, passed the snake, and went home. And he decided that he was going to get gloves and a long sickle. It's like a big, long hook thing. Do you know what like, a sickle is? Like death like death carries the sickle. Yeah, not right. like death. Death is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. not the sickle. Yeah. Something along that line, yeah. I think. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he went home and got that. Um, and nobody knows why, because he didn't have pet snakes. He didn't have like a... a one of those places where you'd send people to, or like, whatever. Yeah. An aquarium. Like a sanctuary. Was it wasn't like oh, a yeah, sanctuary yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything for snakes. He didn't have any of that stuff. So he nobody just decided. knows. He just decided. Maybe he was going to start a sanctuary starting today. Maybe this was the day. This is, this I have is... seen so many snakes <laughs> on my way home that need homes. I, I can't bear it anymore. Yeah, this I'm is it. I'm, I'm going to do this. So he got back on his motorcycle. Okay. And headed to where he saw the snake. Okay. So he got over there and he did whatever he did and he finally caught it and put his gloves and stuff away yeah. and put the snake on his lap and headed home. He put the snake, he put, hold on, he put an 11 foot python in his lap on a motorcycle. 
Yes. Why though? <laughs> Why? I don't know. From like, the pictures, he... from the pictures that I saw, but some of them were cartoons, some of them were real. It didn't look like he had like the saddlebags and all that stuff. It looked like a pretty basic bike. Then get a plastic bag. Plastic's bad for the environment. Oh my god! Get some. Get something. Anyways, after a few minutes on the way home, the snake started to wrap around his chauffeur, his uh, his uh, little road trip buddy. Oh, and no. it started constricting and it started constricting so bad that Johnny fell off his bike. Oh my God. And passerbys and everything like that finally stopped to try to help him because the snake kept wrapping around and wrapping around and they could not get him free. They couldn't do anything. So he that, died. He died. That from is the snake. most one. I can't even say the most because I listen to your stories, but that is one of the, the, one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever heard. Well, so there's a lesson from this. If you're going on a reptile road trip, uh-huh. take a nice car or truck. <laughs> right. Pythons don't like motorcycles. <laughs> Apparently they don't. Paul, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, because I know you listen to almost every yeah. episode, and we thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, on our bike trips this year, no right. more, no, no snakes are allowed. Yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. We're tired of you bringing your small snakes on the road trips with us. Okay, stop it. Leave them home. <laughs> to tell you how rare this was, in the last 23 years, only 10 people have actually died from being constricted. Oh, wow. I would have thought it was more than that. Yeah. So, they make it seem like more than that in the movies, that's for well, sure. Yeah. However, so Johnny was very, very special. Yes. He was special indeed. <laughs> yeah. So now this is our call to action. Call to action. We, so, need, a, we need a call to action song. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. So thank you for everybody that's listening, new listeners and stuff. Um, we do have a, I'm not sure if we mentioned it last time, but Spain is now with us. Spain and Nigeria is new. You sure it's Nigeria? It's not Nicaragua. It's Nigeria. Nicaragua is listening. N- no, not apparently. Not according to what I've seen. <laughs> They're not. They want to. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> and we're over. We're way over a thousand listens. So yep. again, thank you for everybody that's listening yes, and uh, coming so in. So the only thing are we want obviously more people to listen, and and that's important to us. So if we could get seventy two listens in a week, that's our next big. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. chore that we're tackling. So if you have anybody out there that hasn't heard it, please tell everybody. Um, pass on the word. Uh, also. Uh, we're going to try to do some more interactions on the in the Facebook group. So if yes. you're part of the Facebook group or if you want to, you can find us on Facebook under Dead or Survive. Right. And if you have any ideas for us to like start interacting more, we'd love that. Yeah. And how could you send us those ideas? At Dead or Survive Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us around on Instagram. Cheryl posts pictures all the time and puts stuff yep. up there about the story and all that good stuff too. So yep. you can check us out there. But again, thank you. Thank you for everybody that is listening. It is much appreciated. And now it's time for dad joke. We need a dad joke song too. <laughs> we need a lot of songs here. All right. You ready? I'm ready. What do you call a single Asian man? I don't know. What do you call them? Lonely. Oh, like lonely. lonely. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed in myself for taking so long to realize what was going on there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so much better. So much better. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that is once again our show. So thank you very much for listening and uh, taking a few minutes and out of your day to spend with us. We do appreciate it. We do. Have yourself a great week. You'll hear from us next Monday. And goodbye from Rob. Bye.